The following is a true story. The names have been changed to protect the identities of those involved. Any connections are purely coincidental. Listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another podcast of the Street Goods Show out of Zimbabwe. My name is Taz, and this is another story that connects and touches parts of our lives. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Imagine if we were all the same, same skin color, same clothes, spoke the same languages, listened to the same music. I think it would be a really boring world that lacks color and character. There's a saying that goes, variety is the spice of life. We need variety. We need comedians, musicians, chefs, dancers, leaders. We need good times and sometimes bad times as well, but essentially what we need is balance. We need all sorts of people to make our communities, our villages, our homes, our countries. And that is how this world we live and work works. Sometimes we embrace those differences within our society and accept that we are not all the same. We acknowledge that everyone has a purpose and belongs. Everyone matters how big or small they are. They have something they bring to the table, regardless of their beliefs, their choices, their preferences. However, at times, we have people in our societies who are not open to accepting others, who do not have the same beliefs or choices, whether it's based on evidence, evolution, upbringing, or just plain propaganda. They believe their way is the right way and anyone who says otherwise is the enemy. Such individuals refuse to accept things they don't understand and come from a place of judgment and not curiosity. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me on part two of our story, Out of Step. I just want to remind you again that this story is a true story, but the names are made up and any connections that you might have are purely coincidental. Today we're continuing with the story from last month, a story of a man who had a tough time growing up because of his choices and beliefs. If you hadn't had a chance to listen to the story, go back go back and listen to the podcasts at Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just do a search for The Straight Goods Show with Taz, and then check out the first part of the story, Out of Step. That way you can catch up and even refresh your memory 
as to how the story ended last time. In April 2001, 19-year-old Fungai Masango and a friend had been physically and verbally attacked by a mob while on a bus going home from school. The duo had been a target of a hate crime and were on the receiving end of displaced mob anger and frustration. In 2001, political tension was mounting in Zimbabwe as the country was gearing up for a presidential election the following year. The economy had slowly deteriorated, people were heavily polarized, and there was so much tension in the air. The small African nation saw widespread random violence, intimidation, and cases of kidnap and assault. It was also around the time that Zimbabwe produced a huge number of asylum seekers compared to previous years, as people feared for their lives. People were no longer confident in the government or the justice system and its ability to serve and protect them. White farms were being invaded, looted, and taken by force. Random violent attacks, like the one that Fungai and Busi experienced on the bus, were common and at times worse. The citizens were torn and frustrated. Wet, cold, dirty, bruised, hurt, and humiliated, Fungai and his friend Busi gathered their belongings, the scattered books and papers, arms on each other's shoulders, and hobbled home, consoling each other. This day had ended badly for the doer, and one they both will never forget. This tragic event was senseless and unnecessary. It came at a time when crimes like these were occurring without any recourse or justice. Reporting it to the police would only bring shame and ridicule to Fungai and his family. Besides, at the time there was very little faith in getting justice in a broken system such as the one they were all living in. The family decided not to pursue any legal action but instead have Fungai relocate hopefully to a place where he can start afresh and possibly where people are more tolerant and understanding of his ways and character. This event had caused great anxiety for Fungai to be in public spaces or even take a trip on the bus. However, Fungai and his family knew that it was not a matter of if, but a matter of when a similar incident would occur. He put on his hoodie and baseball hat say goodbye to his mother and sister. Not an easy feat, but a journey he and his family all agreed needed to be made for a better chance at life. Holding it all in, a backpack on his back, with his clothes and a snack for the road, Fungai took a huge breath and stepped onto the bus, a long distance bus, settling all the way in the back seats. He closed his eyes, said a silent prayer for what was going to be an over 40 hour journey to escape Zimbabwe to South Africa. I can't imagine what it's like for a parent to have to choose to send their child away to protect them, to feel helpless to protect your family, and to have to make such a hard choice to have 
your own child whom you love with all your heart, but society is denying them a chance to live a normal life. Life can be cruel sometimes, but sometimes bad things happen and they need to happen for us to make room for good. Fungai arrived in Cape Town, South Africa the next day in the late afternoon. His mother had arranged for him to stay at a hostel near the city. It was a temporary shared accommodation that saw people from all walks of life coming in and going. Fungai felt really comfortable right away. But he also knew in the back of his mind that he needed to make a plan. He needed to make a plan to earn a living and to make his stay in South Africa permanent. He however had no idea how he was going to do this, how he was going to earn money and live in South Africa, where he thought he was somewhat safe. He just started taking it one day at a time. But as luck may have it, he made a few friends, a few people who were backpackers who were also living at the same hostel for the time that Fungai was there. They all connected with him, they liked him, they talked to him, they hung out with him, shared jokes and laughter. Fungai connected with these guys and felt accepted and not judged. And a few weeks after connecting and talking and laughing, sharing jokes and funny stories, Fungai slowly began to open up about his experiences as a gay man growing up in Zimbabwe. His new friends all sympathized and found a sense of connection with Fungai. They suggested he should seek asylum in Canada, where one of the men, Nathan, was from. All three of them were eager to help and save this young man's life, recognizing his life's unfortunate ordeals. He was told about a process that was offered by the United Nations in agreement with various countries, including the US, Canada, Australia, the United Kingdom, where he could apply for safe passage and relocate to any of these countries to be protected from persecution. Nathan, one of the men in the group, was from Toronto, Canada, stepped forward to assisting Fungai all the way through with his paperwork and the entire process until Fungai finally left South Africa in October of 2001. He wanted to go to the US. That was his first country of choice since it was given. But unfortunately, September 11th happened and he had to settle for Canada. In the aftermath of World War I, millions of people fled their homelands in search of refuge. Governments responded by drawing up a set of international agreements to provide travel documents for these people who were effectively affected and were the first refugees of the 20th century. The numbers increased dramatically during and after World War II as millions were forcibly displaced, deported and or resettled. Throughout the 20th century, the international community steadily assembled a set of guidelines, laws, and conventions to ensure adequate treatment of refugees and protect their human rights. The 1951 convention protects all refugees. It defines a refugee as a person who is outside his or her own country of nationality or habitual residence, as a well-founded fear of being persecuted because of his 
or her race, religion, nationality, membership of a particular social group, or political opinion, and is unable or unwilling to avail himself. See, every day all over the world, people make one of the most difficult decisions in their lives to leave their homes in search of a safer, better life. Most people in the world have had experiences to leave the places where they grew up. Maybe they will only move as far as the next village or city, but for some, they will need to leave their country entirely. Sometimes for a short time, but most of the time forever. Every year, millions of people go to foreign countries to seek asylum from their homes and communities. Fungai was no different from anyone seeking protection from persecution. His story was a perfect fit for the 1951 Convention Protection and his application was expedited through the system. During the time that Fungai moved to Canada, Zimbabwe was one of the countries that Canada had put on a moratorium list. This was a list that contained countries that were considered no longer safe to be deported to, as well as an increased effort to accept refugees coming from Zimbabwe. It was a bittersweeter moment when Fungai finally was granted permission to migrate to Canada. He was now finally able to be himself. However, it came at a cost of not being able to be with his siblings or mother. He was able to easily get integrated into the community, found a job working in a grocery store warehouse in a nice cozy basement suite. The following year, he was able to go back to school and graduated with a diploma in social services. Things were finally looking out for Fungai. He celebrated his citizenship ceremony with new friends and new community and church members in March of 2006. Looking back at what he had gone through in life, his story defined how he wanted to help and give back. Fungai became a dedicated volunteer during his free time. Working with various charities and homeless shelters, he eventually got hired to work for a non-profit organization as an at-risk youth guidance counselor. Working together with various churches, correction and social services, and other organizations to support vulnerable youths, find homes, address issues of physical, sexual, and substance abuse, and stay out of prison. It is through his dedication, work ethic, passion, and services in his newfound community that he was recognized and awarded multiple awards, including Outstanding Social Care and Advice Support Person of the Year in 2009. Just like everyone else, we all have our ups and downs. There were times when Fungai was depressed and lonely, missing home and family. However, he was able to keep his head up and continue to do well. Through all this, Fungai had done a lot of growing up and taken in a lot that no one should ever have to take in. He was finally in a place he felt peace, safe, belonged, and was appreciated for being who he was and that he was good enough. It was through his work with social services that he met his fiance, Ryan Peters. But he never forgot about Boosie or the backpacker buddies like Nathan and everything he went through and is still in touch with all of them.
Fungai and Ryan got married on June 25, 2016 in Ontario, Canada by Justice Sharon Hill on a perfect summer day. At the time, the couple had so much plans for their lives together. Purchasing a house, sponsoring Rudo, Fungai's mother, to migrate and come live with them. But first, they needed to enjoy their honeymoon in sunny Miami. Everyone has a story, and sometimes you may need to share it, go through it, and come out on the other side. So what's your story? That's it for this one. Thank you for listening. I really hope you enjoyed that story. I will be bringing you another one next month. So until then, feel free to be you and be honest with yourself. You are special and have a purpose. So take care. Taz, signing up.